Honey, what are you doing? Hold on, babe. I'm almost ready. Wait, why do you have the dashiki on? Hey guys, this is Love vs. Love. Today we have a special guest all the way from Cape Town in Africa. We have my brother and his wife. Um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Farai. Hi, I'm Ruva. Thank you for Thank having us. So, I mean, Farai, you want to tell people a little bit about what you do? Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Farai. So, um, I'm an author and I'm also a life coach. Um, I recently published a book called Hungry for Greatness. I'm super excited about that. Um, I also do business uh, consulting. And yeah, that's some of the stuff that I do. Where I'm honored to be here and to, yeah, partake of this. Where can they get that book? Um, yeah, they can visit my website, www.farai.net. Farai, that's F-A-R-A-I. Visit the website. Yeah, contact me. You know, order a copy. Boom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, today we're going to talk about marriage in America versus marriage in Africa and what we can learn from each other. Right. So, um, you know, people have so many misconceptions about Africa and America. So today we just want to touch on both of them, us being here and them being there and the differences and the good and the bad and what we can share and learn from each other. And... Um, I know some people here think that uh, people in Africa have four and five wives. Right. <laughs> wow, that's that's like uh, that's <laughs> wow, that's that's a somewhat primitive uh, view. <laughs> but Africa has evolved and developed. In... <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, so Africa has developed since um, that was very very like traditional. We're talking about over a century ago, um, it is still like a there's, in Africa, we have now developed various types of marriages, I could say that. So there's a traditional marriage that allows a man, a man to have like uh, multiple wives, maximum, I think of three, is that maximum? I think three, I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah, so there's like a maximum of wives okay. you can have that's considered as decent, but a, a, lot, of, a lot of Africans are migrating for, from that traditional marriage setup to a more modern setup where it's just, you know, one spouse, a single spouse for, for everyone. Yeah. Okay. okay. And that's still legal, right? So if someone does have two wives, three wives there, it's legal still, right? I yes. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's more of religion because if you look at uh, Saudi Arabia, they are, uh, they are a Muslim nation, so they are allowed to have eight, up to eight wives because they believe in in reproduction. <laughs> right. The more they are, the more they grow the religion. So it's not about Africa anymore. It's I think it's more of religion. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Right? So it's not just yeah. So it is. It's it's more about the belief system that you know in the African belief system a man is allowed. So in the African context, uh, I think also in the Muslim context. Is the man who's allowed to have multiple wives, not the wife with, you know, right. multiple husbands. <laughs> just right. to be out there. Just... 
So the woman couldn't have multiple husbands? No, just the... Can you Like, oh, wait, this is your son. No, that's his daughter. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to make it fair. Yeah. <laughs> but but there should be... I know there, there are certain religions where it's allowed, in which it's allowed that a woman can have multiple husbands. I think that there's some way, but I'm not really sure. But but dominantly in Africa, it's... it's and, and I think also in the Muslim community, it's mainly the husband who can have multiple wives. But like I said, a lot, a lot of cultures and even religions are shifting to that more modern approach in which is just one wife, one husband kind of setup. If they had multiple wives here in America, the homicide rate would skyrocket. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, if you thought about this though, because I just found out like our divorce rate right now in, in America is between 40 and 50%. And that's like the second yeah. highest in the world, the divorce rate here. Wow. wow. What is it in Africa that's, now? Yeah. It's, it's around between 20 to 30%. So it's, it's far much less. But it's mainly also because of the, the tradition that it's, it's, just, it's, it's considered or perceived as, you know, it's abnormal for you to, do, to get divorced. So it's more of the, the negative approach regarding the whole uh, process or the whole event of the divorce. So that's why people in Africa tend to divorce less, probably. And, you know, they'll just stick, out, stick it out in that marriage, whether they're happy or not, whether it's working or not. Yeah. It's just about just sticking it out, you know, because of, you know, the, the stigma you will get if you're divorced. Right. So, uh, the leading divorce uh, rate, of, I mean, the reason why it's so high over here, because of, mainly because of money. Yeah, I mean, finance plays a big role in people getting divorced. But I think the difference in Africa, I think, because people try and stick it out and there are more ways you can try and survive. So people just stay together and, like, we can go stay at the farm. You can do other things to try and keep together. But here, as soon as finances, like, get in between your marriage, people are like, oh, I'm out. I'm done. Right. So, Yeah. Wow. Maybe it's also maybe that also uh, another factor might be the cost of living because in Africa, the cost of living is relatively cheaper. Right. Uh, I think I think it's cheaper <laughs> or, or, or rather the world should be affordable, you know, and also that I think maybe this side people are a bit more content and humble. I'm not right. sure about that side. Yeah. Because I think you guys maybe, you know, in America, in the first world, you guys are more ambitious and, and more materialistic. Yeah. I think depending on where you live at in the United States, like like LA, for example, the closest you get to LA city, the less humble people are. And the more expensive, <laughs> the more <laughs> keep up right. flossing with stuff you don't have. They're trying to keep up with the movie stars and the and the singers and the rappers, and they're trying to live like the Joneses. Yeah. Wow. So wow. I know in Texas it's uh Certain areas in Texas is like really inexpensive. Country, yeah, especially versus, especially compared to Los Angeles. Yeah. Really. Right. Like half. Like yeah. Well, but but what about the so you so you are saying that it is possible to to live comfortably or rather uh, soberly in a, in America and also have that kind of sober setup exactly. in which you're not straining your finances and and that. Yes. Infidelity. So you're saying, according to you guys, um, according to to the findings you got, that the divorce rate is not caused by uh, infidelity or stuff like that. It's it's finances. Finances is number I think one. I think it's number one. 
Yeah. Infidelity is, wow. is it's surely up there. I think yeah. it might be maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Infidelity, they can only allow two wives. Then people right. have <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. But maybe, maybe since, okay, wow. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know whether the multiple wives will help because I don't know. Maybe that's actually more costs, I think. I think, <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. Unless they're all working, you know, unless they're all working, that right. would really help. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 the number one issue here is infidelity yeah as long as people are faithful to each other they don't cave they're not having enough money they they're just happy right yeah that's not yeah. issue it's infidelity <laughs> i didn't know that yes it is. yeah that, that, that's the issue I've... that's the issue here yeah. in, in africa infidelity really people don't tolerate they don't tolerate such yeah. at all. <laughs> like zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. Well, they're yeah. saying so. If someone cheats, we're done. Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's more like, less. That's, yeah. that's the leading cause. Yeah. Of that's the main cause. Yeah. Then you're like, I'm well, done. if you can get a, a second or third wife, why don't you just? But no one. <laughs> 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 but but I actually, yeah, I actually know someone um, that actually learned with from school. It's actually a very tragic story. Um, so she was a second wife. So when she, no, she was the first wife, I think. And so her and the husband did an agreement that he's supposed to have two wives. So she was the first wife and then the husband was allowed to have another wife. Mm-hmm. The husband then wanted a third wife and she wasn't happy about it. And, and the news was two months ago, she, she killed him. What? So she, she got a gun. She shot him. Yeah, she did. She shot him, uh, threw away the gun and so forth. So it's, 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 it's real, you know, that, that whole zero tolerance for infidelity is real. You know, you are allowed to, to have multiple wives, but I think this should be an arrangement at the beginning. That, you know what? I'm a three-wife kind of man. I'm and then the wife is like, okay, <laughs> I can, I can, so I can do you know <laughs> oh yeah, But now, yes, so when you, when you start going to four, then there are problems. You know, because 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 the wife will say, I I I got into this because I thought it was just gonna be one, two, three, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then we start over the roster. Yeah. But now it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so 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 it's it's about arrangements and, and violation of the arrangement that if you if you mess around with the arrangement, you know, there's going there are gonna be issues. Yeah. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the different roles. Yeah. Yeah, uh, over here it's it's more traditional. I don't know about you guys. Our roles this side are a bit more traditional. The husband's job is to be the provider and to be like the head, the leader, and and the wife's duty is to I don't know what you, what you want to say. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, it's mainly managing the, the household. Yeah. Being the caretaker, the helper, managing the kids, yeah. cleaning the house and stuff like that. Yeah. So so, so the wife you know runs mainly the house. The husband's job is to make sure you be the, the leader and the provider. So it's like the old school. And then when he doesn't provide, that's when yeah. we also get problems. Yeah. <laughs> then, then there'll be issues. Then there'll be issues. <laughs> because I'm doing my, my part of the job, so he has to also, uh, you know, meet halfway. Do his part. Yeah. yeah. And you guys? Here it's kind of, it's funny, yeah, you mentioned that. Because here... Um, it's not solely on the men because here everyone tries to work. But then, remember, we're talking about how Norris was talking about how 
he's he's met men who have wives that are making more than them. So the wife is kind of you know saying especially uh, where you live. Like for example, Los Angeles is is the second most expensive city, city in yeah. the United States. Right. So unless you're uh, a movie star, your wife more likely is going to have to work to even make make ends meet. In Texas, depending on which city you live in, the man can work. One of the uh, one of you can work and be able to have make enough money to take care of everything. But in in this okay. city in Los Angeles, it's is really really expensive. So we it has to have both the 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 man and the wife work. But what I was trying to say too was we're noticing that in some marriages, in most marriages, the woman is ending up making more than the man. Remember, we talked about right. that kind of yesterday. Especially in Los Angeles. Yeah. So for some reason, some women are making more than their husband. So in that sense, it's not like, oh, the man, you know, is in charge or whatever. Wow. So so then what's the arrangement there? No, I'm saying, no, the respect is there, of course, that the man is in charge. You know what I mean? But as far as, like, money, we're both going to go to work. We're both coming home. Oh, who's cooking tonight? Oh, I'm going to cook. You're going to cook. Who's doing kids' homework? It's kind of like sharing the roles, I can say. Yeah, because they understand that we both have to work to make ends meet. So once right. that, once you have that understanding, then the respect is there. Right. Okay. okay. Wow. I, I I think the point. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting. <laughs> I think I think Africa is a bit more traditional. You know, it's it's it. Our the the. It's, I think what the point that you guys raised is also you know somewhat linked to the point that I wanted to raise um, about the different perceptions about marriage. That, you know, in Africa, Africa has a more traditional approach, still has mainly dominantly that traditional approach about marriage that, you know, the man is this and he has to play this role mainly. Then the wife, you know, above being, you know, just, uh, you know, the, 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 the what, reproductive, <laughs> giving birth to kids. And you managing know, the home. Managing the home. Mm. So, so, so to, to the wife, you know, getting a job and working is, is very secondary, but to the man, being a provider is the primary role. So, so there is also, I think, a whole different kind of perceptions regarding the whole marriage setup holistically. Because to us, that's to what we we know in in Africa and what we're told and what we're taught. You know, we apply that that concept that the husband is supposed to play this role. He's the head. He's right. the leader. The wife is is the is the helper. You know, and her job is to help. You know, and and her helping is not supposed to be in the same manner as the as the husband does. The role is supposed to be a bit different. You know. So I see that it's a bit different with you guys. What what's, what would you guys ex- define or explain as, you know, the, the perception about marriage, like holistically? How, how would you guys explain it? <sighs> That's kind of different because you know how here marriage is kind of, it, they keep saying over and over here, like, oh, marriage is going to be obsolete. Marriage is going to be obsolete so much here. Because so, the so high. Yeah, because... So people, are, really? a lot of people end up, live, they live in together for like, like you have people living in together five, seven years, 10 years, and they're still not married. And it's happening a lot. So with the government introducing this domestic partnership, I don't know if you have you ever heard of it. Um, we have life partnership. Okay, in South Africa, they have life partnership. In Zimbabwe, they don't have. In other African countries, they don't recognize life partnership. I think that's what you're referring to. Life partnership, when you guys, when they, the couple stays together and they recognize each other as uh, right. as a couple. Yeah. Uh, and they want the rights and the benefits of being married, but they're not married. Exactly. It's so recognized in because Africa, of- but it's not recognized in other African countries. 
Yeah. So I think because they introduced that that domestic partnership thing and making it legal and giving it all these benefits, people are like, well, why get married? You know, because people are getting married and they're breaking up. People are marrying again, get breaking up. So what's the point? So let's just settle and leave and have kids and just live like you're married and not actually get married. That's what I feel like is happening more, right, babe? Not only that, when uh, if you're making like, for example, the man's making lots of money, uh, then when they divorce, the woman is going to take a half, and yeah, vice, and vice versa, and get out of the- <laughs> so, Yeah, that's what's happening. And then you have to pay Alan money, so you get divorced, and like, no, my husband, you has to pay me every month. Have- and I, I don't, I'll be, I'm, I'm not going to work because he's going to pay me every month after we're divorced, and then he's going to pay me child support too. You're going to pay so, child support, and you're going to pay the Alan wife. money. So I'll be good because I'm wow. paying cash. Wow. Then, yeah, and. He, he is so while, while the man's living in his uh, one bedroom official <laughs> apartment, she's going to be living in the, the, wow. the bedroom so it's house. All about- it's all about money, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Ah, it's all about the money. Yeah. I mean, you guys. Where's the love? <laughs> Where's the love? <laughs> I wonder about you guys. What's your priority? When it comes to marriage, what do you value the most? Yeah, what do first Are you value? like other Americans? Do you also value money? Do you think well, that if you, uh huh? With us, as you know, I mean, I'm not from here, so that's kind of what makes it different for us because it's more more in, in the intercultural relationship. Because I'm originally from Zimbabwe, like you guys, and he's from here, so we're not like the traditional American couple. Because we do things different because of where I'm from and my background. So I'm like the wrong person oh, yeah. to ask. Yeah, so we are. We do. <laughs> wow. What I value wow. Is, is, is love. I value love and family. Right. Um, wow. When, I, when I'm striving, when I'm making money, lots of money on, my, on the job, I'm, it's great. But when it, when it declines, I get kind of nervous. Because I know that I can't. I mean, I may not provide what I need to provide, and I, my wife, she she may uh, not care as far as. Uh, I mean, I care about what? I know you care. I'm I get nervous when I'm not making as money as I normally do. Uh-huh. So I, I mean, I, I don't want to assume how you feel. Okay. So. But what were you about to say, though? I mean, you might not, you might not <laughs> care about the money. You might not care about mm-hmm. okay. This month I made this much. Okay. The next month, it, it's not as much. So right. you, you may not be thinking like uh, if he if he brings in a lower wage next month, I'm out. Right, because of the way I was brought up. To me, I'm gonna try and do what I need to do so we 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 get it. We get to where we're supposed to go. Right, but with most yeah. women here, sometimes I'm, I don't want to speak for all because I don't want. You know, people here to think that it's the same, but some like let's say they're not working and they want to keep up these appearances. When the husband loses their job, they're kind of like, "Oh, okay, we're done here. I need to move out or move on that to someone else who can provide for me." That's that's really right. Yeah, that happens a lot. So, when people are dating, are they actually looking for people for partners with money? Do they I look into that as well? <laughs> I think majority of the people they fall in love, and they, oh. they don't they don't even. That's what I feel. I think they they I, I think they fall in love. Not okay. The financial. No, no. Oh my gosh. Okay, I've got a lot of people. single friends. Okay, let me speak. I'm a woman here in America. Okay. 
Okay, what I'm noticing with this new age of this new Instagram, the Snapchats, all this stuff, people trying to keep up appearances, most women, even some of my friends in their 30s, when they start dating someone, they're like, oh, he has a good job. He makes this much money. Like, that's the first thing they say, that he has a good job and he works here. So, and they all do that. So I noticed they finances and how much money they make is like a number one um, you know, thing they look for. Because they first of all, it's like, hi, what's your name? What do you do? What do you do? As far as you wow. Because they want to know what you Yes, I know that for yeah, a that's fact. That's not been my experience. Oh, yes, mine is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think that's also so that probably very soon. Huh? That means that you guys very soon, I mean, for a guy to 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 to, uh, to date, you may need to work with this sticker written, my name is so-and-so, I'm an IT expert. I get paid 100k per month. Right? You need to say a lot. Put that sticker, or just get that T-shirt printed, and like, yes, this is true. Yes, I make a million dollars a year. No, I, I swear, I'm telling you, we've been because even the ladies at my job have actually all of them. I work with a 50 year old, 32 year old, 40 year old, and one of them has been divorced twice. One has been divorced once. One has never been married. And one is like, oh, wow. and one always keeps talking about, oh, I'm, uh, my ex, he did this. He starts, he starts talking about what he did for a career. I was dating this guy. He was doing this. He was in IT. See, they always relate that person to their job or their career. For some, that's the first thing they say. And then my friends, my own friends, when they say, oh, I met a guy, I started dating him. Oh, he has a good job. Okay, so to me, it's like, okay, I'm seeing a pattern here. But when you when you dated guys before you we yeah. got together, yeah. But I said we met in two thousand and two. That's why I said this new age. So in this last five ten years, yeah, things have changed from when. Well, I guess I wouldn't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yes. Well, so, so, so I think so. I think I think that we need to also factor in that generational difference because I think that's also something that that we need to pay consider in yeah. this in this discussion yeah. because in, Af- in in africa for example um the priority for the marriage is to build a house and and well the context the that expression is is localized in the language you know in, in shona they would say which means we're building a house so the priority yeah. is not uh, okay a home. a home my wife says a home it's not a house a it's a home yeah <laughs> there's a difference okay so yeah. we're building a home which means that you know we're coming together with a vision to start a family and to start a generation yeah, you know, he has. So, so, it's funny. I'm sorry so, to cut you off. It's funny how you say building a home versus building a house. You get, you see what I'm saying? Wow, you know? yeah, that's yeah. deep. Eh? That's it's deep. more like, like, like a house. Like, yeah. what do you have? <laughs> Where did we buy a house? Mm. Like, what do we have in terms of physical stuff because instead of the home? The family. Yeah, the love. The, yeah, love, that is family, so love, the weird. home. House is the actual, yeah. Like yeah. we bought a house, yeah. or we have this, that, and that's what the focus yeah. is. On. Yeah, over I here, people focus on building that house is here, exactly. More. Versus what he said, the focus, <laughs> <of building it. laughs> yeah. And then they end up selling those houses because every now and then, every week, we hear news about this celebrity who sold this mansion there, they sold that house there, they sold this place. So, at the end of the day, those properties are sold, and the, and the money is split, and it's just, it's just yeah, the building, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, it's a building, you know, and it, and it, it, it's that. And I think I think one of the things that that um, that affects, you know, that that perception is also the, you know, the the role of the community, you know, that in Africa I think 
the community plays a big role. Uh, there's a saying in Africa, you know, when it comes to, to, a, to, a, to a couple with a child, we say that, you know, a child, it takes a village to raise a child. Right. It takes a village to raise a child. In other words, what that means is that, you know, when a child is growing up in Africa, that child, everyone is their parent. You know, even if, you know, if a child is walking down the street and, and is being mysterious, you know, a stranger can literally just say, hey, stop that, I'm going to beat you up right now. And, you know, and they have the right to literally do that. But I, and I think it's completely different from your side. So in Africa, we have that whole community, you know, input in, in, in the relationship that, you know, if, you, if your marriage and if a couple are struggling, the whole community is involved, the whole family, they, the relatives are involved and they pitch in and they say, hey, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. Uh, like, like uh, we, know, we know a certain couple that are struggling, um, who we shall not name. <laughs> but yeah, those, those, those struggling. <laughs> yeah, those that we shall not name. So they were struggling and the whole family intervened, you know, they did, they, you know, they organized an intervention, counseling, and, and they got to the cracks of the matter that what's wrong, what's happening, guys? Who, who's, who, what's, what's happening with the husband? What's happening with the wife? How can this issue be resolved? And I, yeah. I don't know about you guys. Do you guys have that same, you know, community support system there also? Go ahead. I know when I, was a, when I was a kid, we, our community was just like that. We would, uh, we would be, doing something wrong down the street and the neighbor would, would take us by a shirt and take us home and tell our parents what, what we were doing. <laughs> I think now yeah. our community is so so against each other now that they don't want you disciplining their their, their son or their or their child. So it's it's a lot different than it is now. Than than it was Yeah. And I wanted to mention you brought this up for I like I, when you said how like the community, like the families try and come together, like back home to try and figure out what's going on. It just reminded me of, remember yeah. dad, when we we're growing up? Yeah. It seems when everybody, yeah. our aunties, we were like, my dad was like a counselor. We had couples coming in our house almost night. <laughs> and he sent to the bedroom. Remember, it happened a lot. My aunties will come with their husband and will be sent outside. Like, and my dad is like counseling. They're talking about what, what's happening. What do we, you know? Yeah, and I think I think it's very important, you know. I, I think I think one of the things that this generation needs to learn, you know, irrespective of where we are, you know, whether it's Africa, Europe, and, and whatever. Because when we were doing research, you know, just to go back to, to what you guys highlighted at the beginning, you know, the highest uh, divorce rate is actually in Europe. I think around I think it was around according to research we saw, um, it was around Spain and France. So between those two countries, that's where the, we saw the highest levels of divorce rate i think i think you know that we i think people are undermining the impact of of support systems or family support yeah when it comes to america because in africa you don't get married for yourself and i think yeah. that's something that's very important you don't get married for you like like i'm married to my wife i, I married i married for the whole family i married for the whole you know wow. yeah <laughs> so like she's not just my wife family. she's our wife <laughs> I think Norris feels that way. You feel like you married the whole family. Like if something happens, you feel like, oh, just like oh, you. Did you tell you? Because you kind of like feel like you you owe. Do you feel like you owe the whole family? If something happens, right? Like yeah, in your case. Yeah, in my yeah. case. Yeah. That's how. Yeah, that's what he's explaining. So you're forced to feel bad because you married someone from Africa. Right. Right. <laughs> wow, man, we feel you. We feel you. <laughs> but that's how it is. This and and I think I think what that does is that it it, it spreads the you know the I don't want to call it risk, but it's, it's it spreads the responsibility that you understand that you know you're not just responsible for each other, yeah. but what's happening between you guys is a ripple effect yeah. to the whole family. Right. Because you know we 
people tend to be selfish, you know, when they're thinking about it. it's just like, for example, I can just say it's just me and Ru. Just me and Ru. It's just us. It's just us. Yeah. And we get into that whole zone. It's just us and we're floating like, you know, and like it's all butterflies and, and, and every day is Valentine's. But then after the Valentine's end, after the honeymoon ends, you know, reality comes and you realize that it's not just about you. And it's very important to understand that you're getting married for a community and what's going to happen between you, you guys, is going to affect the kids, it's going to affect your, you know, the people around you. So it's, yeah. so, so, so uh-huh. I think one of the things that also keeps, you know, um, divorce, the divorce rate low in Africa is that we understand that we're not getting married for just ourselves. It's not just about love. But it's also about your 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 family. It's about how you're making the family look. It's sort of also about that. Um, even though you know other people would say, "Oh my gosh, it's that's too much." You know, this is my life. You know, YOLO. You know, you only live once. You know, but it's it's, it's life is more it requires you to be more responsible than just being selfish. You know? Yeah, that's true. Right. And, and, and I also noticed that, you know, you, you, were talking, you were talking about parenting, you know, and the parenting differences, you know, Rua is very, very much versed in, in parenting styles. You know, she, she was an, um, an, an educator, uh, so she knows much about that. She was, there's, so we're talking before, before we had this <laughs> podcast, we we're talking about the different, you know, parenting styles, you know, and she was talking about this thing. What's it called? Oh, it's, it's a Montessori approach in, in preschools. I don't know if you have oh, that yeah. also. In- yeah, we have that here. Yeah. We have that here. Yeah. Because yeah. in Africa, we don't apply that. Yeah, in Africa. more independent, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm. So, so it's, I think from what she told me, I think the, the, the Montessori approach to, to, to teaching or educating kids is more about just allowing them to be creative. Just do whatever. You know, just no rules, yeah. you know, no, no guidelines. Just do whatever. It's all, it's all in, the, in the creative zone, you know. <laughs> and I think that's also the first world approach to parenting. Correct us if we're wrong. Because in Africa, you know, we, we keep the belt close. You know, you keep the, we keep it close. It's, <laughs> well, here you, you kind of have abuse. to be... Uh, <laughs> what can I you have to be careful with that? Because remember, here, some states... Yeah, some states, if you spank your kids, you can get arrested. Yeah. Yeah. What? In yeah. California, you can get arrested. In Texas, you don't. You, you're allowed to, to spank your kids. So some states, you're okay. Some states, if the kid calls the cops on you, you are going to jail. So it's tough. <laughs> so I can give you an example. I'm going to spank a daughter, and if she calls the cops, they come to arrest me. Right. He, if she knows she can do that, and yeah, you'll be arrested. Right. You're not listening to this. <laughs> so they actually tell them in school. No, I don't know How if they do because, I mean, we've, we spank our kids, and we haven't been called on the cops. So maybe <laughs> I'm going to jail. I'm spanking my kids. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I think that also, I think, I think the parenting styles are also different. You know, just just to go back to our main theme, you know, about the intercultural differences in marriages. I think, I think the parenting approaches are also different. I'm not sure if the parenting approaches can affect the marriage. You think they it, do? Uh, I you think know? it does. Um, you know, like 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 you, you the situation with you know, you want to talk my about my cousin the, Tommy. Don't say the names. Yeah, like your someone you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that happens a lot here, though. I think that when 
we're not if you're not really together and you have your the husband thinks have have one thought and the wife has another thought and, and they, they fight like and they fight because they don't agree on what but if it happens think. a lot more and more it actually does break marriages up here really? yes oh, wow. I, don't have that. I, don't have that. I don't think we have that phenomenon in africa <laughs> Here, one thing I have to mention is there's so many blended families. So, a lot of people here have kids with other people. Then they meet someone else. Then they get married. It's, it, it, I mean, a lot of households have mixed, mixed blended families. So, oh, I see. yeah. So you can imagine if I had my kid and he had his kid, and we get together and we have more kids, and then my kid needs disciplining, and I'm saying no, it's okay. Well, let's give another chance, and he's saying no, let's do this. I could easily feel like wait. Maybe you're saying that because this is my kid. Right. So, you know, so that oh, is, Yeah. Uh, so that could be an issue. Wow. And that's because it's a lot of blended families here. So I think that's why it's more prevalent here, right? Right. Because of that. Wow. And then, yeah, wow. And it's also, it seems to be like a byproduct of another problem. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. yeah, wow. It's a thing. It's a butterfly effect. Wow, a lot that's... of blended families there. Where you are, like around. There are, there are, but in South Africa, I think so. Yeah, (laughs) in Zimbabwe, not so much, but um, in in South Africa, yeah, Yeah. especially amongst because right now we we live in a in a in a color dominated uh, and a mixed Uh, race dominated environment. Sorry, sorry, don't clarify that. They don't say colored here. When I say colored, to (laughs) no, can you say colored? Okay, mixed race. Because they, they, colored means something totally different here. Because when you say colored here, it means black people. But in Zim, when I use okay. colored, yeah, I would confuse him. What is colored in, oh, in Africa? Mixed race. Like mixed race. Do you call it mixed race there then, maybe? No. Here, oh, like, no, if you, here, if you have a hint of black, you're black. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. But okay, like Trevor know. Noah. Trevor Noah's father, I think, is white and his mom is is is, yeah, is, but is in, African. In, Afri- in America, well, what's Trevor Noah? He's black, right? Black. He's just black. Right. So Trevor Noah, you guys just call him mixed race also though. In who yeah. who has called him mixed race here in I mean, America? When, when you look at him, they're gonna say black. Yeah, it... that's what that's what he's saying. But no Trevor Noah, Americans know him as black, and that's it. Unless when he actually came out and said, Oh, my mom is white. Did you know that? That his mom See, is the, white. The reality though here is the black people are going to say Trevor Noah is black, black, but the white people are going to say he's they're, mixed race. They're not going to claim him. No. Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> when Obama <laughs> you're black or white. Okay, so, so in your context, you're black or white. Listen, say what your point, babe. When Obama was running for president, <laughs> black people said that's a black man who runs for president. The right. white people said his mother is white. Because they wanted to claim him. So it right. depends. Do they want to claim him or not? I think that's the, the thing here. <laughs> so, that's what I'm saying. The black people said would look at him and say that's a black man. The white people would say he's mixed race. Yeah, but what was saying in America, if you say someone is colored, they think you say you're meaning right. black. Right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Over here, okay, we have another. We have, we have, we have, we have, we, have, we call them colors or the, the mixed race, okay? So they are probably, you know, uh, either Caucasian, one Caucasian parent and another, you know, black parent. That's kind of set up. So it's that, that whole, you know, um, blended families is, is more prevalent amongst that community 
especially in South Africa, in South Africa, and that's especially and, where yeah, we are, especially where we stay, because we yeah. stay in in that in that environment, you know, in their territory more or less, if you put it that way. So yeah, so it, it's sectional, but in in African, more in African, in blacks, it's not so much, right? It's not so much in black. It is. It really, is. in yes. South Africa, you know, in, in, South in Zimbabwe is different. In Zimbabwe is different. <laughs> it is very rare, but I think in South Africa, from what yeah, because from what my wife is saying, it's yeah, day. if you get pregnant while she's still in school, you you get money from the government. Oh yeah, that yeah. whole government <laughs> stuff. Wait, in, so, wait yeah. a second, in South Africa, yeah, yeah in, South, in South, Africa, South Africa, you get assistance from the government. So yeah. sometimes people actually get pregnant just to get money from the government. So. <laughs> Government assistance, mm. stuff like that. So they, they actually get money monthly, irrespective of your age. Yeah. So so some of them actually like, you know what, let me have more kids so that I can get some of this money. So is the money um forever? Like is there a limit on like oh you get it for two years or five years or you get it forever? Like Well, that I'm not so sure. I'm not, I'm not so sure. I don't think it is a limit. I think for as long as until that kid grows up, I I think I think you still be getting some <laughs> we'll confirm. Yeah, yeah that's right. Wow. Yeah. But, but, then, but then I think, I think But you need to make it clear like that South Africa we don't have that in Zimbabwe. Yeah, we don't have that in Zimbabwe. Yeah, that's that's in South Africa. Yeah. You that's, know. Yeah. But I know just main topic there's something that's on my heart that I need to also discuss that you know what it's you know um when it comes to marriages in 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 an African context we have something called the lobola you know, um, I think you can call it dowry. I think they also have it amongst the Jews, I think. In amongst the Jews, they also have that. So, for example, you know, when when, when people are getting married, their husband is supposed to pay as a dowry to the family, you know, just an honorary kind of amount or um, what would you call it, really? You know, just, you know, for the lobola. What, how would you explain it to you? I would say a token of... Yeah, a token. Of, yeah, a token. A token, token is the perfect word. Yeah, a token of love, you know, he pays it to, to you know, to, to the parents of the wife for, for raising, you know, his queen. And I think I think that's also one of the things that, that helps, you know, African marriages have a strong foundation. Yeah. Because, you know, there's... You, you got to keep what you pay for. But, you know, you're just giving a token of appreciation. And, and you know, usually that token is, is a significant figure. And <laughs> yeah, nah, you know, me. Say, you know, right? <laughs> you know, I know, I know, I know. Mm. <laughs> real talk, you know, real talk. My my cousin got married yesterday, like the traditional wedding. Yeah. And the the the, the, the guy paid ten thousand cash. Ten thousand <laughs> US dollars. Make it clear. Ten thousand US dollars. Yeah, cash. Wow. Cash. US dollars. In rand. Rands, you know, because I think yeah, in rands that's like about forty thousand rands, but he paid it in US dollars. Oh wow! Wow! Saying you know that happened, that was required here. A lot of people wouldn't be married. See, that's the thing. So you happened here, people are like, I'm not paying that. They would refuse to do it. They'd just be dating and living living with each other forever. Did you like when I when I first heard? I thought. You were joking at first. Oh, I was like, "Wait a minute! Let me just think about it. I have to pay your father for you, like a bucket of chips." Don't say a bucket of chips. But I, I, I really understand. I'm respected now, so. So you have yeah. to pay, right? Just value. I'm, I'm still paying. <laughs> And we got that account open. I got that. I was looking at the account last week. 
<laughs> so yeah, I, th- I think those are some of the things that, you know, that the basics of, of marriage that, you know, that need, that I, I think, I think that timeless is more about the principles, not about the figures, not about the money, it's about the principle that, you know, you're showing an appreciation for that. And mm. one of the key reasons why they, they created the whole concept of Lobola is that they wanted to, to their husband to prove that he can actually take care of the wife, right. you know, take care of someone's daughter. For example, I have a daughter and, you know, I can't, I, I, no, I'm not saying I can't wait to get that money. What I'm saying is I can't wait to get it. <laughs> But, but I can't, seriously, I can't wait, you know, for a guy who, who can actually come through, bring about a significant token of appreciation, keyword significant, um, you know, bring that, <laughs> put that on the table and say, okay, you know, my, my daughter's not going to get married into poverty, you know, she's marrying a, someone who's organized, structured, and someone who's proven that he can take care of her. So it's more about a husband proving that mm-hmm. he can take care of the wife. And I think, you know, from, from what you guys said, you know, at the beginning that, you know, one of the main causes of divorce is, you know, is finance. Right. I think you guys need Lobola. And, and I'm, I'm willing to come there and train all you guys about Lobola. <laughs> you can train them. They can pay me for it. Tell Trump, for eyes coming through, to introduce the Lobola, you know. Oh, and and we can tell you now, they're going to take you out of town like Quasimodo. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Because <laughs> it might help you guys with the whole finance issue because people that don't qualify, you know, yeah. men that cannot take care of their wife, they shouldn't get married. Don't do it in the first place. You can't take care of that girl. Leave that girl alone. I told totally you, know, don't. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so. We want to talk um, about communication. Do you think the way. I mean, I don't know if you know, like as far as communicating, the way we talk to each other, is it really different here or in there back in Africa? Like, is it different? Like when you're talking to your spouse, that level of respect and and stuff. Do you feel like, honey, there's respect here when people talk? Like you've seen my parents and you, you know, like just comparing what you've seen and noticed. I think it's total respect here. Like, for example, if we're out in public and we have a disagreement, you, you're not going to nec- if you disagree with me you're not going to necessarily show that disagreement but right I'm, I'm not on- from here so you, oh yeah right. we're kind of like in a <laughs> different situation <laughs> yeah but normally if i would if i was dating someone from well, here speak from your past experiences right i mean i would it would wouldn't matter where we were at uh-huh. we would have an argument right and she would she would uh tell me her dis- disapproval or whatever right in front of everybody right in front of everybody that's your past my experience. parents my Family, everybody. In front of your parents? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Can I bring this up? When you talked about some, like, you had this girlfriend and you gave her a ring and she threw it in front of, what? His, in front of his family. She threw it. What? She threw it across the, outside, across the, what did she throw it? In the she, road somewhere? She threw it down the street. Down the street in front of his whole what? family. <laughs> Why? She was upset that I was, that I left her. At oh. the house too long. Oh wow! I didn't know that. <laughs> I wow. thought it was because it was fake. Because it was fake. Just get that out of the way. Wow! That was that was super disrespectful, though. That was that was right. this. I think in our context, you have to be respectful. And yeah, you know, you know, yeah. you know, the wife needs to be trained. You know, there's training. You know, there's informal yeah, no, training. Don't, don't say it like that. Ruben. It's training. The wife needs to be trained. 
You know, for example, like, you don't know, always... But I'm high-fiving up in here. <laughs> there needs to be some training. You know, you just don't... I, I, we think, you know, in Africa, the, the idea, the, the belief is that, you know, a husband, and to be a husband and to be a wife, you're trained. It's not automatic. It's not something you learn from TV. You can't Google it, how to be a good wife. And you, you can't Google it. You can't Google it. You can't do it. There was no Google when marriage started. So right. Africa developed systems of grooming, Men you know, that, you know. So, yeah, so the communication is, you know, it needs that balance, though. It's very respectful, but it needs also that romantic, romantic balance. But, you know, my wife is blessed that I balance the two, you know. I do, right? I do, yeah. I am sweet, right? He does. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so the communication is different, you know. It's it's form, it's, it's a bit more, you know, respectful. But you know, this side. Can you say it's the same though between Zimbabweans and South Africans? I think there's a no. Yeah. No, 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 no. So no. let's just no, let's not say Africa in general because it's also it's kind of I think it's yeah, most Zimbabwean. Yeah, yeah, yeah Zimbabwe specifically. In South Africa, you, it's it's a different wow. It's a different environment. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's 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 more. Their communication is more very much informal. They're more um, friendly. I think you can have that kind of setup. You know that a girl can literally throw a ring out and and you know disrespect her in front of people and yeah and it's it's okay. And people just move on like nothing happened. Right. So we need to be clear. I think, like I was telling you, like South Africa is trying to adopt like the um, the U.S. kind of style of living and morals and stuff like that. That's how I feel. It is. Right. It is. So they're trying yeah. to leave their traditional, their morals, stuff. They're trying to be what they're really not, I feel like. Mm. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think, because um, the thing with South Africa, I think that make, what makes South Africa different from other African countries is that, you know, it has a very large population of, you know, of, of the Western, West, West, white, well, I, won't, I don't want to say whites, but, but no, Western, in, Western population is, is very much uh, large in size in South Africa. So it's, it's, it's Westernized. I may put it that way. Right. <laughs> I may try to be politically correct here. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's the thing that's that's affecting South Africa. That's now that's changing South Africa from other African countries. Yeah, that's true. Well, we've mentioned yeah. a lot. I think we still left out a whole bunch of stuff. So I think we have a lot of other you know, topics we'll touch on and would love you guys to join us again on another episode where we can really dive in like more on, I think, religion and Christianity in a marriage and family. That'll be, that'll be awesome. And talk about the differences and all that. Right. Yeah. yeah. That'll be good. And for right, just in case the people didn't uh, hear you the first time at the beginning of the podcast, go ahead and uh, let them know we, they can get your book. Oh yeah, so you can get the book. Uh, it was released recently. It's a new, new, fresh book. Uh, it's called Hungry for Greatness. You can get it on my website, uh, www.farai.net. That's Farai, F-A-R-A-I. Visit the site, place in order, get your copy. It's an right. awesome book. It, it, it'll transform your mind and transform your life, definitely. I've been hearing a whole lot of uh, feedback and uh, testimonials. Uh, you can also search for, for my page on Facebook, Farai, F-A-R-A-I. Yeah, and you know, for a copy. What is your book about? Just a little, you know. 
Oh yeah, so so the book is mainly is mainly for for individuals that are you know in, in a place you know in a zone in their lives in which they're feeling like you know they have so much more to offer. So the title "Hungry for Greatness" basically summarizes it that you know what each and every individual is alive on earth. Each and every one of us we have so much more to offer, but we're living in a world in which we are confined and we're restricted. There are systems that are placed, and one of those systems is employment. Employment is a good thing; it gives you an opportunity to earn a salary, to earn an income, to make an income, but Sometimes you can have dreams that are bigger than your salary. Sometimes you can have plans that are bigger than that. Right. Kids are growing up. You know, life, you know, expenses, bills are always up. So you, know, you may need to, to create other channels of making money. And, you know, so I believe, in, I wrote that book for individuals who believe that, you know what, there's more to life and that life is more for them. Right. You know, so if you, believe, if you believe that, you need to get that. If you believe that, you know what, you want more from life and you want to know how to make a demand from your life and from life in general, you need to read that book because it will give you nuggets, secrets, and tips and strategies of how you can use your gift, your strategy, your, your talents, and your skills to unlock possibly, hopefully, you know, a business for yourself to become an entrepreneur and, and you can begin to soar, you know. Like T.D. Jake said, so, you know, you can begin to, to reach out and expand, you know, your ability, your capacity, and also above all, stretch your, your income. Make more money. Right, <laughs> right. right. Okay, thank you guys. So it's been fun. So um, just to everyone, just keep a lookout. We might have another episode with Farai and Ruva joining us from Cape Town again. And we'll dive in, like we said, on Christianity more, religion and family and relationships some more. So yes, for comments, suggestions, um, questions, email us at podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys for having us. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.